Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My mother's favorite song. A scientist by the name of John Henry Farber made an interesting discovery some years ago. He conducted one of the most unusual experiments with what he calls the processional caterpillars. And the reason these caterpillars called processional caterpillars is because they blindly follow the one in front of them. Faber has carefully arranged these caterpillars in such a way that the very last one touches the first, so they can feel each other. And you can see how they do them. My colleagues are amazing. They just read my notes, and then they come up with this. <laughs> he had those going around the rim of a flower pot. Right in the middle of the flower pot, he placed, in a circle, he placed their favorite food, pine needles. They went around and around and around, hour after hour, day after day, night after night, for seven full nights. They crawled around and around that rim of the flower pot, and finally they dropped out of starvation and exhaustion. And yet, abundance of their favorite food is only inches away. Why? Because they confused activities with effectiveness and accomplishment. One of the saddest things in life is to see a once vibrant believer who is now going through the motions, the Christian motions. One of the saddest things in life is to see a person who was once a light for Christ, now an ember. One of the saddest things for me to see is a believer who confuses activities for effectiveness, who confuses activities with fruitfulness, who confuses activities for accomplishments. Here's a biblical fact, my beloved friend, and you see it throughout the Scripture. God is not interested in activity for activity's sake. God is looking for effectiveness. God is looking for fruit-bearing life. God is looking for the, to the heart first, then the hand, not the other way around. In fact, one time, God was so exasperated with His own people, Israel, that He looked at them and He said, you are like a vine that is full of leaves and no grapes, lots of foliage, but no fruit, lots of religion, but no relationship. And my beloved friends, it's not a secret to some of you who know me well enough. My greatest concern is for those believers who have lost their effectiveness, but they don't know it. It's okay if you know it, but the ones that breaks my heart are the ones who have lost their effectiveness, but they don't know it.
because at that point of the religious activities, it becomes a cover-up for fruitlessness. My greatest concern is for a ministry that ceased to have an impact and yet keeps growing through the motions. To me personally, to me personally, this is very personal, the saddest verse in the Bible is what it was says of Samson. Remember him? It was said of Samson that his power has left him. He had lost his power, but he did not know it. I'm often telling our ministry team, and they can testify to this constantly, that there is no such thing in this church as a sacred cow. There is a sacred program. The only thing that I personally, happily, gladly, figuratively, and literally die for is the gospel of Jesus Christ and the Word of God and the authenticity of the Word of God. If a program is not effective for Christ, we ditch it. Listen to me. I have seen believers. I have seen churches. I have seen ministries. I've seen Christian institutions that have lost their cutting edge, but they are going through the motions. They're going through the motions, and they confuse activities with effectiveness. They have ceased to function in the supernatural and now rely on the flesh. They operate just as well if there were no Holy Spirit. And today's message in this series, I'm calling it, It is Supernatural. We'll see an example of a loss of effectiveness. Oh, but more importantly, listen to me, don't let the devil get your mind on the loss of effectiveness and stay there. Because the most important part of what I'm going to tell you today from the Word of God is how to get that effectiveness restored. Can I get an amen? amen. An example of a busy bee who lost his cutting edge, but he was restored. His cutting edge was restored. In fact, I can tell you right now, on the authority of God's Word, that I have the most fantastic news of all this morning. I really do. Everyone who feels that he or she is going through the motions of being a believer, everyone who feels that they have lost their anointing, everyone who feels that they've lost the cutting edge. I want to show you from God's Word today that you can be restored. Can I get a witness? So turn with me. Turn with me to 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 1 to 7. 2 Kings. Now, in the last message, I told you that I'm skipping those seven verses deliberately, and I went into verses 8 to 23, there is a method in my madness, and you'll discover it at some point, if you haven't already. <laughs> but today, I said I'll come back to those first six or seven verses, and I'm coming back to them. And I'll pray, have praying since the early hours of this morning, that this Word of God will lift you up to the very portals of heaven as you leave this place. Amen. Now, this is a short passage, and in short passages, I like to encourage you to read it. 
internalize it, believe it, practice it, live it. If you don't have your own Bible, it's in the, the Pew Bible, 2 Kings chapter 6, and it is uh, found, uh, uh, I can't remember, the, what's the page? Can anybody tell me? Here you go. I hope you heard that. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, we're going to make it easy for you. We're going to have it right here. Will you stand with me in honor of the Word of God? And I will let you read it. I'll start the first sentence. The company of the prophet said to Elisha, Lord Jesus, you hung on a tree and died, bled and died for me and for us who love you today. And Lord, we know that just as our salvation is supernatural, we know that restoration is supernatural. And we come confessing to you that without your power, without your strength, without your Holy Spirit working in us, we are dead and done for. But we thank you that you said that whenever we come to you believing that you will grant it to us. And thank you that you have already granted it to us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 The prophet Elisha, in addition to his prophetic office, he also was a president of a Bible college. And that Bible college was having a large enrollment. It was growing and growing fast. Uh, and with the growth, numerical growth, came the need for expansion, the physical expansion, extension for the students the, who are coming into that Bible college. In verse 1, we read, they said, we need the place to enlar be enlarged for to care for the capacity, the enlarged capacity that we have in our growth. Verse 3 and 4, the president of the college, Prophet Elisha, organized a working program. Verse 5, one of them, he was cutting wood for the building when the iron axe head fell in the murky water of the River Jordan. I have been in that place across from the Jericho the River Jordan, and it was, was closed for a long, long time. Now it's open, and let me tell you, the water is very murky to this day. But when the iron axe head got loose, and it fell in that murky water, the man cried out to the prophet of God, Elisha, Master, it is borrowed. It is not mine. It was borrowed. It was borrowed. 
I have lost that which was entrusted to me. And some of you are probably saying, well, Michael, what is this nice story from 3,000 years ago has to do with people who use the Internet and smartphones, electronics, and electronic age, and moving with the speed of lighting? May I plead with you for one thing? Can I? Be patient with me. Okay? Amen? Just be patient with me. This axe head represented this man's effectiveness. This axe head represented this man's cutting edge in serving. This axe head represented this man's usefulness for God. This axe head represented this man's fruitfulness in serving God. This axe head represented this man's equipping for service. This axe head represented this man's productivity in the work of God. Let me ask you this. Please answer it yourself. Please, please, have you lost your impact for Christ among your peers? Have you lost your effectiveness as a parent? Have you lost your effectiveness for Christ in your workplace or on your campus or on your, in your neighborhood? But, oh, yes, you might be still busy. You might be engrossed in hyperactivities as ever. You might be like those caterpillars going around and around and around the rim of life. Oh, you might be still spinning your wheels. Oh, people might look at you and they said, oh, isn't she busy? Isn't he busy? And they, they involve active serving, doing. But deep down when you're all alone, with God, you know that you have lost your anointing, that you have lost your power with God, that you have lost your cutting edge, that you have lost your effectiveness. Well, as I said, I have fantastic news for you today. You can regain your effectiveness. You can regain your sharpness. You can regain your cutting edge. You can regain your anointing in whatever service that God called you to do. You can regain your axe head. Look at verse 5, 2 Kings 6, 5. The man who lost his axe head immediately recognized that he lost his cutting edge. He didn't just keep going with the shaft of the axe head, of the axe, no. And the next thing, he acknowledged that it was borrowed, that really it was not his. Now, beloved, listen to you. You know, I'm always transparent with you. I don't do a, the best job I like to make, but at least I can, and I try, and I work with my colleagues and uh, transparent with, with some of the leadership in this church, so the accountability of my other, other pastor friends. And I'm going to level with you, and I'm going to tell you the burden of my heart. There is nothing that concerns me than falling in the trap of exchanging effectiveness for hyperactivities. And that is why a few years ago, I was beginning to feel that I'm losing my anointing. Not even my family knew about it. Only God and me, and I'm now telling you about it. 
whether it was in my head or not, it doesn't matter. I felt it deeply. Whether it is God convicting me or not, I don't know. I know that it was deeper than I can explain in words. And so I went on fours before God and stayed in the presence of God, and I cried to Him one cry, Lord, renew me or remove me. And the Lord showed me clearly that our greatest stumbling block, your greatest, my greatest stumbling block, is pride and hyperactivities. What do I mean by that? Admitting that hyperactivities is not the same as effectiveness is half of the battle. Willingness to be truthful with God and with yourself is half of the battle. Willingness to face facts and be realistic is half the battle. Please hear me out on this one. It's very important. The one thing that we all do, listen to me, we all do, including your pastor, is either we forget or deliberately ignore the fact that everything we have is borrowed. Everything we have is what? Forgetting this is the greatest stumbling block for effectiveness, effectiveness for God. Listen to me. The cars that you drove in this morning, they're borrowed. The clothes that you're wearing right now, they are borrowed. The houses that you live in, they are borrowed. The monies that you have in the bank, they're borrowed. The investments that you make, they are all borrowed. The children that we have, they are borrowed. The businesses that we run, they are borrowed. The next few seconds in your life is borrowed. I want you to do something with me, okay? Let's do it together, all of us, everybody. And when I say one, two, three, I want you to do it with me, and that is to take a deep breath, then let it slow go, go out again, okay? Are you ready? One, two, three. <gasps> now let it out. That breath you just drew in is borrowed. It's borrowed. It is borrowed. The man said to the prophet Elisha, Oh, master, it was borrowed. Here is the truth. Whether you have two pennies to rub together or you have a million dollars, it's borrowed. Whether you live in a hut or in a mansion, it's borrowed. Whether you are in excellent health or your body is falling apart, it is borrowed. Whether you have a string of degree, academic degrees after your name or you never finished high school, it is borrowed. Whether you sit in the executive suite or digging ditches, it is borrowed. And whether you minister to millions or to a dozen people, it is borrowed. Oh, Master, it is borrowed. Question. Can you discern 
the very first sign of your loss of effectiveness. Can you discern that? Do you know the first time you began to lose your cutting edge? You began to lose your fruitfulness for Christ. Do you want to know how to recognize that first sign of loss of a cutting edge in life? Listen to me. Do you want to know? <laughs> it's the moment you began to fall in the trap of thinking that you are the owner, that you are the possessor, that you're in charge, that you're in control. The moment you fall in that trap of thinking that you own your business, that you own your money, that you own your house, that you own your family, that you own your health, that you own your life, that's the beginning of the downward spiral of ineffectiveness. One of the main reasons why there are very few people tithe and give offering to the Lord, one of the main reasons why believers are not truly generous with God and God's work is precisely because they fall in that trap of thinking that they are the owners, that they are in control of the blessings that God is lending them. Oh, Master, it was borrowed. Can you say that with me? Oh, Master, it is borrowed. Now, beloved, I know debt is a huge problem in our society. I know that. People borrow money that they have no way of paying it back. Such debt is a national cancer. Such debt is a marriage destroyer. Such debt is a killer of friendship. Such debt can be disastrous. Credit cards company email you and mail you hooks every day. And every 30, month, 30 days they pull, yank the chain. And that is why Jesus said in Luke 12, 15, Take heed and beware of the covetousness, for man's life consists not of the abundance of things we possess. How are you managing the blessings that God lets you borrow from Him? How are you managing all of the things that He lets you borrow from His storehouse? Oh, Master, it is borrowed. This was the cry of this man, and indicates that he recognized that he was under obligation. He faced his sense of responsibility. This man recognized that he is responsible not only for the task, but also for the tools. There's something else I need to tell you. Please, 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 please don't miss it. This man did not lose his cutting edge because of laziness. No, no. This man did not lose his effectiveness by staying home or playing golf on Sunday instead of going to church. Now, that will do it. <laughs> it will do it. But this man did not lose his impact just for doing nothing. No, 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 no. 
probably he was the busiest in the bunch. Probably he was the master of hyperactivities. Probably people pointed out to him and said, look at him, how active he is, how involved he is, how prominent he is. Oh, be very careful. What I'm going to tell you is not going to come as news to any of you. Not one of you be here sitting here who said, oh, I did not know this. So I'm basically stating the obvious. There are churches all over the world, all over this place, that are now hub of activities, but there is no gospel light. There are many a church that are up to their eyeballs in social justice and all kinds of action, but the sheep is dying of spiritual starvation. There are churches all around that are filled with social activities, but not the Word of God. There are churches all around us that have lost their spiritual and biblical effectiveness. Oh, yeah, but they're marching around and around and around like the caterpillars around the rim of the flower pot. Oh, but they did not start this way. They did not start this way. They all started with want to change the world for Christ. They all started by want to be effective for Christ. They all started by want to make a difference for Christ. But then slowly but surely, they've lost their biblical sword, the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. This man was so actively busy that he did not take the time to notice that the axe head was getting loose. I want to show you. This looks like the one that he used. It's so old. This thing was slackening, was getting loose, obviously for a long time. But he didn't take time to check it out. He did not take time to realize or pay attention to the slackness between the axe head and the shaft. He probably lost his anointing long ago. You see, he did not heed the warning that the axe head is getting loose. No, no. Now, my beloved friends, listen to me. If I stop here, I would be sinning against you and sinning above all against God. But thank God the story does not end here. Can you say that with me? Thank God the story does not end. The man recovered his loss. I cannot tell you how many times I recovered my losses. I praise God every day for a new day in which I can recover whatever's lost the day before. The first thing this man did was to recognize that he lost his effectiveness. First, he came to the point of recognition that he is going through the motions without the axe head. Look at verse 6. Can't miss it. 2 Kings 6.6. 6. Very easy to remember. Elisha asked him, where did it fall? 
Where did it fall? Beloved, listen to me. Always go back to where you have fallen. Always go back to where you began to lose your effectiveness. Always go back to where you've lost your first love. Always go back to the beginning when you had moved from effectiveness to hyperactivities. Oh, caring for your reputation more than the reputation of Jesus. Do you know what I'm talking about? The man showed Elisha. I'm sure it was proximate because that water is so murky, you could certainly not see it. But he should show him the approximation. And here, my beloved friend, listen to me. That's the title of this series. It is Supernatural. And just like the folks in Israel at that time in their history have lost the awe and wonder of Yahweh, have lost their fidelity to God's Word, they have lost their commitment to their God, the God of miracles who brought them out of Egypt. We, in this 21st century, are coming into that age, and we need to go back to our God of power and might. Can I get an amen? Amen. May He renew every one of us today with His supernatural power. He's the supernatural act of God. He's the supernatural work of God in this situation. This is important. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Elisha took a branch of a tree. That's a literal translation. I know it's a stick. It's not just any old stick. It was a branch of a tree that he cut it down. And he placed it on the surface of the water where the man lost his iron. And here is the supernatural. Are you listening? Say amen. amen. Here is the supernatural. The iron floated above the water. You say that every scientist will say it's impossible. I agree. <laughs> but our God is a supernatural scientist. Amen. Our God is above the science. Restoration is like salvation. It is always supernatural. It cannot happen in the flesh. No matter how much you try, and no matter how you promise yourself you're going to do better, no matter what you try with your own efforts, it does not work. It has to be the work of the super what? Natural. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Are you carrying bitterness in your heart, and your life, and walking around feeling victimized? Are you carrying jealousy, envy, or greed, or whatever it may be? You're walking around with it and say, oh, no, no, I've taken care of this. Are you covetous of what somebody else has? Are you withholding what belongs to God? Listen to me. Listen to me. The only answer is this. The place of departure is the place of recovery. Can I get an amen? Amen. In fact, I want you to say that with me. The place of departure is the place of recovery. Say it with me with enthusiasm, please. You're sending me to sleep. Well, you can't do that. I'm I'm hyped up. (laughs) The place of departure is the place of recovery. 
Is there a phone call that you need to make? Make it today. Is there a letter that you need to write? Write it today. Is there a visit that you need to make? Make it today. Whatever it takes, whatever you need to do, do it. Do whatever it takes so that God can begin to restore your effectiveness, begin to restore your anointing, begin to restore your cutting edge. But there's something else of vital importance here. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. See, long time ago, I realized that words that I speak, and I've been preaching since 1971. Words that I speak cannot move you, and they will not move you. Now, when I was a young preacher, like a lot of young preachers, my goodness gracious, I thought people hanging on every word I say. Oh, you get older and you're like, uh-uh. <laughs> Doesn't work that way, buddy. It's like the, the young preacher who was just preached his heart out and got in a car. He must have a, a wonderful wife like mine because he turned to his wife and he says, How many great preachers do you think? She said, One less than you think. <laughs> Long ago, I realized that only God can move us. Only the Holy Spirit can return us to effectiveness. Only the Holy Spirit can restore the lost joy in the service. And that is why Elisha placed the branch of the tree on the water, and that's where the axe head floated. Why? Because only Jesus Christ, the branch of David, can perform miracles. Only Jesus Christ, the branch of David, can make the axe head of our effectiveness possibly possibility to float again. Only the tree upon which the Lord Jesus Christ, the cross, where he hung, only there there's redemption, only there there's forgiveness, only there there's restoration. It is only the branch of David who had died on that tree can restore the loss of fruitfulness. Only the cross of Christ can lift the heavy metal of your effectiveness and make it float again. Give glory to Jesus. Come on, give glory, not to me, not to me. Give glory to Jesus. When you have lost your effectiveness for Christ, go back. Go back. <laughs> Say, Lord Jesus, the branch of David, I confess. Lord Jesus, the branch of David, I acknowledge. Lord Jesus, the branch of David, I admit. Lord Jesus, the branch of David, who hung on a tree, help me and help my life to be effective for you. Let the axe head of my effectiveness float again. Help me get the cutting edge of my life reestablished again. 
Let your anointing fill me again. Let the unction from heaven fill me again. And once you make that confession and whatever restitution you need to make, watch out. Watch out. I know this is not just only my testament. I have a testament of many people here. God is going to move. He has done it for me in the last 52 years, again and again and again, and I know He longs to do it in your life. Can I get an amen? amen? Now, as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if a person here says, Michael, I want to be restored to effectiveness for Christ, I want you to stand up where you are so we can pray together. Michael, I know where I've lost the axe head of my effectiveness, and today I'm going to go back and let the branch of David, Jesus the Christ, make the metal, the iron float again. Let my sagging spirit be lifted up again. Let the loss of my joy be restored again. Let the anointing of the Holy Spirit and the unction of the Holy Spirit use me once again. And I want to pray with you. In fact, mercifully I'm standing because I am with you. I am not above in any way, but I'm standing with you. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, branch of David, Lord Jesus, you, the one who hung on that cross, said you can make all the sagging dead spirits rise again. We come to you believing, trusting in your promises. Let our lives be effective for you. Lord, help us to be deaf to the world's criticism. Help us to be deaf to the world's attack. Help us to be deaf to the enemy's temptation, and let us hear your sweet voice. For we pray this in the name of Jesus, and for His glory and His glory alone. Stand up and give God praise.